steps. An ancient horror is unearthed that the world has not seen for countless millennia. What do they want from us? It is impossible to fathom such evil. The Rain City Jerks podcast. Dos Vadania, my friends. Don't get any on you. I cannot stop sweating. Ever? Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, ever, right? Like, that would be death. Yeah, you'd be game over. You'd but, have to pant. <clears throat> but today, right now, I'm very sweaty. It's, uh... What is it, like, hot or something? Yeah, it's like 80 degrees in Seattle, right? Sure. Uh, day after my birthday. Oh, happy birthday, by the thanks, way. Thanks, thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks. Yeah. Uh... I was I was skating around Green Lake. No rules. Just do it. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I mean, do do you stay in the lane that's designated for? I for do. Wheels. I do mostly. So there are rules. There, there's a few. You street do follow rules. some rules. There are some street rules that I follow. Yeah, good. You're also wearing clothes, so that's adherence to some social convention. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, once you break the no clothes rule, that's a different. You're All playing, bets are off. You're playing a different game. Uh, Joining us is uh, Dwayne Wright. Yeah, he's clothed. He is clothed. We're all clothed right now. I'm just dripping sweat right now. Uh, gentlemen, it's a it's an honor and a privilege. There we go. We'll see if you say that in an hour. Well, we'll see. But it's starting off an honor and a privilege. All right, we'll go from there. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Uh, Sounds pretty good. All the lucky stars are just protecting me just enough. I'm a uh, manager of an apartment building. Uh, not a huge place, 18 units, one bedrooms. And an SUV drove right into uh, one of my tenants' living rooms. Yeah, you were uh, telling me about yeah, this. Right. Wow. This was recently? This was uh, 4th of July weekend. Okay. And drove right in there. You know, just like... And then kept trying to go. Like, I guess the story was, that, like, it wasn't satisfied that it got the living room. It was trying to get into the next apartment. Oh, wow. Next door to that. I want to take the full tour. And, you know, the whole story was some young kid, drunk kid, drugged up just lost his mind that's, a, that's the story but um anyway drove right into the building and you know when that happens um you got to get a structural engineer out to determine if the building is safe so i had to sweat buckets for a while till the guy came out to you know turned out it was a guy structural engineer okay turned out just happened to be sure and and so anyway so he was there and he and he spent forever he just spent forever it's like no i need a few more pictures and he's going and he's, oh it's just uh finally he he said this was just like last week so from fourth of july weekend till last week i didn't know if i was gonna have to you know get the heck out of that building um, oh, I see. You, you're you're concerned that the, well, your your place of residence would be would struck, be condemned, would be condemned because of some random right, drunken. Right, you, right. You manage the building and live in it. Yeah, you're I like live, the super. I am. I am exactly super like Dwayne. The super. Do you have um, a big ring of keys? Thanks for saying that. Um, 
No, my key situation is, is really unorthodox. I can pretty much find any key I need, but nobody from the outside would be able to determine anything because there's too much chaos. That sounds like, like a good system. Yeah. I feel like this was just like a quote from Blade Runner or something. Uh, one Man. of my favorite movies, by the way. That's yeah. P- people have been driving cars through buildings a lot recently. Is that there's true? Been a rash of it. Yeah. Yeah. So up at a Coastal Kitchen on Fifteenth, they uh, someone oh, drove no. someone wrecked this place. I don't know where that is. It, it's just down the street from Club Comedy. It's like a seafood restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. And well, been well, all remember those up. girls we saw like fucking surfing on top of the car driving down yeah. the street the other day? Yeah. yeah. A lot of dumb shit. Like right in front of Club Comedy, this just like girl on top of a roof and whoever was driving like goosed it hard and she was like, she almost fell off. Yeah. Well, you got to try to get your yayas out. Yeah. Somehow. I, guess. I mean, be- better to drive drunk on 15th Avenue than down on Broadway. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, I I'm, I get distracted easily. My the so the uh, the guy says okay, the building's the building's okay. So I, like that was um, part of why I say I'm doing fine. Sure, because so you get to stay then, in your house. Yeah, I lived upstairs from the apartment where the truck came in. Oh, yeah. Were you was, home when it happened? It SUV. I was. I was oh in, gosh. I was sleeping. It was a Saturday night, about one o'clock. This gives you an idea how much life, I, you know, what an exciting life I'm like. And something woke me up, but I thought it was just a poignant dream. Sure. You know, it's because I'm like, I like something woke me up, and I, and I got up, and then I heard people screaming outside, so I went out to see what was going on. And uh, yeah, how, how close to it were you? The the um, the car was still running. So when I came around the corner, I had to come downstairs, open stairwell, uh, and when I got downstairs and I just came around the corner, then I could see what was actually happening. So I could reach out and touch it. <laughs> it was right, and it was still running, and we had to get in there and get it turned off. It didn't have a key in the ignition because the ignition had been jacked, everything, so it had just had a cylinder. Oh, this was stolen. It turned to... Well, again, yeah, that's the... Yeah. That's what they mean by drive it like it's stolen. That's the pervert... Drive um, it into Dwayne's apartment. That's the pervert... Not my apartment next time. Just next door or something. Exactly. But, but, but... um, So then, a couple days ago, my big old Ford F-250, which has been in storage, got hit at the building. It was in one of the covered spots. And somebody hit that. Oh, gosh. And wrapped it around a pole... And uh, nobody got hurt, but you know they wrapped a, your are, car around a pole. These are the, my yeah my for my prize and my uh, super cab. Okay. Speaking of super super cab super cab for super Dwayne. And it and it just got and not wrapped around so that it could like it just got a crunch there. That's all. So even luckier there, I could still fix up the truck. I could still can't you know it's like even the truck's gonna be all right. And it's like, how the heck did I get this lucky? Uh, I mean... Do you feel like you've always been this lucky? Or is this a new streak? I think... No, I think I have, but it's like so... Can you hold the microphone closer to your mouth? There we go. You have to so perceptibly... I mean, you have to try to perceive it. I don't think I... Is that... I don't pay attention day to day like I should. Do you believe in magic? 
Is that I, the? Is, I absolutely li- believe in in all kinds of mysticism. I'm a mysticism freak. Hell yeah! yeah. Finally, finally, yeah. we get one on. <laughs> Just, yeah, my favorite uh, comic book when I was a kid was Doctor Strange. You know, way before before it was cool. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did a big good job. I thought, but I mean, yeah, the the. So it's, the, it's the little things like that that are the real magic in the world. Is like almost getting clipped by cars all the time. It it implies a certain protection, right? Like, for sure. Like f- just from the universe, to like just you know. But then, um, do you look around? And you're like, but why all this other stuff? I do, I do, um, and I would like to influence that other stuff. If I had a you know soapbox to stand on, I'd try to you know help situations whatnot with with mystic incantation no sorry Mm -hmm. i was was like it's creepy sounding when i do that but but no um but no i do i i i have a buddhist practice so i chant anyway so i already have a thing that i do how long you been doing that uh like 30 something years 30 30, okay yeah 34 years something like what uh what got you into that um, Were you mystically inclined before, or was there some sort of a crisis that demanded a response? That's a great question. Um, there was no crisis. There was a moment of clarity having to do with, I have to do good things for people. So I, I made peanut butter jelly sandwiches, and I went around to all my friends' house, and I handed out these sandwiches. Because I wanted to change my karma. The last guy... The last person that I went to see was a Buddhist, and I gave him a sandwich, and then he said, "Well, here, let me show you this chanting." And you were into <laughs> and, it, and I, he said, "Hold in your mind something you want really bad, you know." And I went, "Okay, okay." And I wanted my guitar, and 20 minutes later, I walked down the street. The guitar that I wanted was my old guitar. Um, it had been destroyed in a fire. Uh, but this other friend, I was going to give another sandwich. I was out of sandwiches by then. But I was—I stopped by one more friend's house, and he's like, "Oh yeah, hey, did you want your guitar back? I had lent him a guitar three years earlier. I forgot about it. Wow. And he had it, and he put new tuning pegs, he put new strings on it, and he said, "Here, man, I wanted to give this back to you for the longest time. I didn't know how to get a hold of you." And he hands me, man, <laughs> that fucking Buddhist chanting 20, is effective. Yeah, twenty minutes later. It freaked me out. I was like, "No way!" I w- I'm not. I, you know, I'm using my party voice, but you know, because maybe the environment I'm in. But, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "No way! No way!" That's that's what Buddha <laughs> talked like. Yeah. Buddha was definitely a frat. Focus on your third eye, bro. <laughs> but I would not talk to that guy for a whole a whole year. Like I just like the guy that turned me on to the Buddhism. I was just too freaked out by it. So yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't jump in right away. I was sure. Like, I was like, yeah, there's something there, but I better just play it cool. I gotta get yeah yeah. <laughs> I gotta get my feet under me before I jump into that pool. But I did jump in later. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not so bad. You got a ponytail. You could be a mystic. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> That's. I got one too. We got yeah. two long-haired gentlemen here. Are you a Seattle native? Almost. Okay. I, my my family moved me up here when I was like four years old. Okay. okay. Yeah. So. 
Seattle proper think, or like I think yeah, Seattle proper, like right right there um right there near I five. Really um What year? What year are we talking? That was nineteen seventy uh blah 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 nineteen seventy nineteen seventy, I think. Okay. What was 19th. what was what was uh Seattle like back how see I've been wanting to get someone like you on for a while. I've been I wanted to get you on for a while. What, okay. I want it's like what how has Seattle changed in your tenure through the eyes of a mystic? Ooh, that's so great of a question. I mean, you have these you have these haunts. Okay, like places you go, haunts. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and one of them was called The Last Exit on Brooklyn, and it was a coffee shop. It was like a really old school coffee shop. Like for, like if San Francisco had just dropped a little coffee shop blob into uh, Southern U District, and it was the gathering place. Southern U District. Yeah. Okay. Last day, the little building is still there, a little brick building. Uh, it's part of UW now, something else. But it was back then. It was like, oh my god, you would go there and you get these giant apple pie and um, mode and, and you know, cheap, because the owner Irv was a guy that was like trying to support the young people. So he was like, you get like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but there's like giant scoops of peanut butter, giant scoops of jam, you mm-hmm. know, and and everybody would congregate there. Uh, you know, young people, artist types, and it was just, um, it was so great. It was so, so great. And it was one of the Seattle, um, I wouldn't say, you know, um, iconic places like a Blue Moon Tavern or a Comet Tavern or a few other places. The zoo on Eastlake is another one. Okay. Um, I didn't know that the Comet was like a, a staple of old Seattle. Oh, yeah. It goes way, way back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the Blue Moon, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, famously. There's another podcast. I, w- I would... I unofficially call them our sister podcast. They don't know this. The Seattle Dive Bar podcast. The Seattle Dive Bar podcast. They don't know that I say this, but th- we're, if you like this podcast, you'll probably like that podcast. Seattle Dive Bar podcast, and they go to the Blue Moon. They go to all these old haunts and like do a podcast in there, review the beer, talk about the history of the building, stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Well, that is pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't. I got to. I got to dig, dig, uh, dig for that one and check that out. But yeah, Blue Moon, famously writers, artists, uh, weirdos. But what was great about the last exit wasn't alcohol. It was a coffee shop, <clears throat> but it stayed open really late, so people would gather around there and <clears throat> come, you know, come late after parties or whatever. And it was just like. Uh, Tall ceilings, cool, um, cool marble tables, uh, round tables. That's something I miss. Round tables. Okay. People don't want to sit together anymore. And you know, it's like a round table. It's just, it's just Arthur, like King yeah. Arthur. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's the best. What a great idea. We got to wait. We got to so wait smart. for someone to pull a sword out of a stone. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> partial to triangle back. tables myself. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack with that, I think. But, it's an interior yeah. decor nightmare. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't think of her name, right? Lots but, of pointy corners. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, so uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about... Haunts. Um, haunts. haunts. So what, what, other, what other, uh, what other um, haunts are well, gone? Well, another one, sadly, we were just talking about this, uh, me and a friend of mine, uh, Beth's Cafe. 
Sure. Oh, uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, they're closed? Yeah, they're I, done. I, I only went in there. I rolled by there, and they, yeah, they're done. I only went in there one time to take care of their pest control. and uh, Oh, I, yeah, they would have, yeah. And I was, I mean, a lot of places have it. Yeah. You know, it's not, you don't have to be gross to need pest control. And uh, That's a nice plug. Yeah. I think, yeah, I like that. <laughs> it helps. Yeah, but it helps, yeah. Uh, and... Anyway, this, you could like go in there. They had massive, like a three-pound omelet or something, like a dozen egg omelet. Dozen egg omelet. Dumb, dozen egg omelet. Like, who had, does that? And they also had like all these hideous it's drawings, just like stapled to the walls. If you were trying to avoid having a heart attack and drop dead, but then you had that one really bad day and that sounded like a good idea, you'd be like, I'm going to go down to Beth's and get me a 12-egg omelet <laughs> and some of these greasy hash browns. Oh, they were so greasy. The point is the food was terrible, but, but it was always open. and it was, yeah. yeah, and it was reliable. It was always, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they actually do a really good job with the eggs, but... You gotta. Uh, if you're going to yeah. build a reputation like that, yeah. you gotta. yeah. Um, and so, another, that's another late night. So the thing is, the late night places were in high demand because there just isn't anything late for you, night because in you're, Seattle. You're a weirdo, right? And I'm a weirdo, yeah. and I'm like to be, you know, yeah, um, yeah. And what was respectable Seattle like in your childhood? I think respectable Seattle in my childhood was mostly centered around the high school. Uh, that I went to. I went to two different high schools because I was part of what was then called uh, desegregation by uh, voluntarily busing to a school okay. that had more minority uh, kids. So you were the white. So you were the white. I was the white guy that went from the white <laughs> high school over to the multicultural high school. Okay. Did you get a lot of it, shit? For, like I did freshman, sophomore at the one place, and then I did junior, senior at the other place. Um, I actually developed a three-point shot that was pretty good. Hell yeah! Mm. When I was playing with with my uh, my my brohams, yeah. At the you know, because I'd be the one white kid, and all the uh, you know, right. All the black kids were playing uh, out, out during recess. Would play uh, twenty-one, and I just I kept I was like I can't get in there because there's no way to get make a move to the basket. So yeah. I started making these three-point. You know this teardrop three point shots. You know, right. till eventually they had a little bit of my respect, and 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 it was pretty cool. But actually, back then they, it they still didn't have a three point line, so it didn't count for more points. <laughs> but because <laughs> back then you were ahead of your time. Uh, back back then, you guys can't see me, but I'm older. They were Jason taking photos and videos. <laughs> Oh, you can't see. Okay. Yeah. Dwayne's yeah. a stately gentleman. He's a stately gentleman. I'm, I'm older, of... but I'm youthful, and I can't help it, and I don't apologize. He's got Larry Bird I just, vibes. I just Big don't Larry apologize. Bird vibes. Yeah, I make assists. That's right. So I'm a great wingman. Dribbling for show-offs. When, when Dwayne showed up, I was outside working out, Yeah. and I didn't. he had on these like eight, like reflective aviators on, and yeah. like, I did not recognize him at all. I just thought he was like some like neighborhood weirdo stopping to admire me or so, like say some weird shit to me or something. Then you, I, then you, I saw, you, you wish. That is weird. You wish people that, would come and admire you while you were working that is out. What, that, I mean, why else work out outside on a busy road? <laughs> but like... Uh, then I saw the Robbie Schrader shirt, and I was like, "Oh wait, I know this weirdo." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing. And, Robbie, and I was you, trying. I was trying Robbie to, Schrader pants, by the way. And I was trying to creep you out. I was like okay. standing there, like, "What? How could I creep him out?" Okay. When he, when he finally turned, because I yelled your name, but uh, you had your earbuds in. Had the earbuds mm -hmm. in, yeah. So I like I I made my you know 
first foray into getting your attention, and I was like, oh, shit. Okay, he's working out. Were, were, were you impressed? <laughs> were you impressed I by mean, the workouts he was his, doing? Or? His tats were glistening in the afternoon heat. Yeah, I was very sweaty. Like. I was going to try to finish with something oh, poetic, but uh, no. So, <laughs> so you were impressed by how shiny he was. The tats just come alive in the sweat. They really pop. They just bam. Mm. And he's got a lot of tats. Yep. A lot of. I have zero. I have zero. I have zero tats. Wow. I was, I was expecting at least. How about you, Jay? I got three. You got three, three tats. Nice. Yeah. I was expecting at least like a yin yang or something for you. I, you know, I would gladly get one if if uh, if something triggered like it was the time, mm. you know, like what, what, what the, if you like got now's that, the time that Robbie Schrader logo just on your chest? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Robbie would sponsor uh, you for it. Uh, Robbie doesn't I'm, support that I, kind of degeneracy. I'm 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 interested in how you formulated that question. I have a Robbie Schrader shirt. Okay, okay. But how does that then step to... Don't you want to just tattoo that on your yeah. on your belly? Oh, you want to take like, it to the next level, your fucking standing <laughs> of Robbie Schrader. That's fair. No, but he's he's funny guy. I really like his stuff. I like oh. him. You know why I like him? Because he's an alt comic. Yeah, well, me too, right? He's yeah. An, and you too, and a bunch of guys. And he, I, he, he's even beyond guys. being an alt-comic. Speaking he's like anti-comedy. And speaking of anti-alt-comedy, tomorrow night down at the Southgate Roller Rink, we have Levi Manis. Levi? Yeah. He's going to feature? He's going to feature. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, man. Local... I wish I could figure out how to get there. I got, yeah, Weirdo. I don't know if I can make it. But Levi's, Levi is a great, great alt-comic. And I don't understand why he's not on the Alt of the Earth show. Maybe he will be. But I'm on the Alt of the Earth show. Okay. I don't even know what this is. What is it's this? In, it's in Tacoma at the Bob's Comedy Jive, August, ah. August 27th. Oh. Everybody, everybody that's, Damn, all, the, like, all the ones of people that are listening, um, yeah. Maybe they should try and get on that. August 27th. Yeah. I, I don't think Levi's an alt comic. No? He's a one-liner comic. Nah, but nah, he's nah. an alt, one-liner alt comic. I, mm, his his one-liners are kind of one-linery. But everything else... I mean, he looks like a scarecrow that came to life. Yeah. He looks like somebody who would ask you for change on the street. Like, he's alt in that way, but I don't think anything about his material is particularly alt. Okay, okay Jay, but I have to I have to say one thing. He sure. Did, he did do a full three-minute set without uttering a word and destroyed And the destroyed, room. yeah. Destroyed I've, I've seen him do it, yeah. And, and, you know, hats off to that. I mean... Um, but all comics can be all kinds of things. Like, think of um, the early, early Steve Martin. This is going way back for you guys, but he was an alt comic. Sure. Steve Martin, way back in the early, early days. And then, who else? Uh, Andy Kaufman, of course. Of you course. Got, you yeah. got to sit, you got to mention Andy sure. Kaufman. And then, but for me, I do go right into the one liners. I love uh, Stephen Wright's stuff. Yeah. And I think of it as alt. I think I don't, I don't I, think so. I think of it as alt. They're just I jokes. Alt, no, but they're alt one-liners. <clears throat> what can you? All right, define alt for you, like not by person, but like like a definition of it. Okay, so uh, I believe that alt is generally a more like long-form storytelling-based medium, and it relies less on discrete or definite setup punchlines 
to get laughs. Okay. I, and that it's more based on, like, kind of a, a, a vibe. I was I, I would agree with most of that. I don't think it has to be long form or story. I think it just has to be alternative to mainstream, right? So, like, that's, I don't know. Like, I, I, I would say that, like, just, like, straight comedy is based on a setup punchline format. Sure. And that alt comedy is anything that kind of differs from that. And if you look at a one-liner comic, uh, that's about as, like, set-up punchline as you can get in my book. I think, oh, I see what you're saying. But I think no, vibe, I see yeah, I see what you're saying, but I think you could take that nugget of, like, straight stand-up then dress it up in, like, bizarre concepts and costumes and whatever else. And, like, it becomes – the master needs to know how to, like – paint a portrait but then you get to Picasso's blue period you know what I mean like like you can do it but then you make it weird can can I just take a quick stab at something I, I don't know sure, sure, just, please. as long as we're on please, the topic please. I just seem like okay um, hey how about that airplane food am I right <laughs> I cannot get enough of that that's like the best food I've ever had in my life. Why can't I get that on the ground? I mean, if I could just live in an airplane, because have you tried the breaded chicken? Oh my God, that is the best thing ever. You guys, what, what do you, what, what, why are we even here? We should be at the airport right now just so we can buddy up and get on that plane and get some of that damn airplane food. It is so freaking good. There. So, I mean, does that count? What do you think? So, <laughs> the comedic premise on that okay, is... Okay, can break it down. Uh, lampooning the kind of stuffy, observational comedy of the 1990s. Thank you. Where yes. airplane food was kind of like, what is the deal with airplane food? Uh, and people yeah. telling jokes like that and, uh, you know, basically getting rich off of stuff like that, which is now considered corny. Yes. Hack. So, uh, yeah. That Jerry Seinfeld basically right. just, just killed. So you doing that and kind of like airplane fooding, that is like nothing in there was really a punchline. But you were kind of taking this convention and inverting it. So it is alt in that sense. Or I, I would say that's more like anti-comedy than alt-comedy. The same as like what Robbie does, where he takes the conventions of what stand-up comedians will do and just kind of do the opposite of that. Or subvert the expectation of what a stand-up comedian or, is going to do. Or exaggerate. Yeah, or exaggerate, but you're, you're taking yeah. a convention yeah. and yeah. distorting the convention. I don't know if... Is this something you guys do when you have comics on the show is like try to do, you know... No, I think this is the first time. Like behind, yeah. behind the, you know... Inside baseball. In, inside, yeah, inside baseball. We, we've had a lot of like more experienced or uh, successful comics kind of tell right. talk about <laughs> how to walk down that road but you know yeah. not not a ton of like nuts and yeah. bolts yeah uh anyway that was fun 
I enjoy it, you know, because just uh, a little peeling peeling back the curtain, uh, I think would be fascinating. It's like the director's commentary on a DVD. Sure. You know, it's like you're not going to get, you know, you have to be invested in what you're seeing enough that you're like, well, what if what if I wanted to make a movie or, you know, and I want to get the behind the scenes tips and whatever like that. But um, comedy, as we know, is only, only teacher is the stage. Right. And everyone pretty much agrees. What do you think, Jay? Is that? Mm, I think the internet might also be a suitable stage. I mean, if you're talking stand-up comedy, then you don't really know how it's going to go until you get it in front of like 20 different crowds. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, there's that, but this as you as you sharpen your instrument, you personally become a more reliable judge of what's going to work and what's not. In like a, I'll, I'll in write a something and be situation. like, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah. And you know, I'll yeah. have like eight different jokes that I'm trying to like rotate and work on and there's two of them where it's like oh I know this joke is funny when I conceived it in my brain it's like oh that's a good joke right and other ones I know that I'm just trying to like I I basically have to trick people into laughing at them or maybe they'll laugh at it if they like me enough in that room but it's you know you know there, there are children and we love some of our children more than the other ones Oh, <laughs> well, uh, fair and fair enough. I, I think that was well said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, but I think um, I don't think a, a person that listens to the director's cuts uh, or the director commentary on DVDs is going to just be able to step right out there and be a great filmmaker by just absorbing the wisdom off of the off of those commentaries well i think that's a lot harder to do than to be a stand-up comedian i I don't know i mean to be a stand-up comedian you just have to think that you're funny and get on stage and get a get a profile picture that's what you need to be a stand-up comedian is a profile picture of you on stage there's there's many comics of of my generation that would beg to differ with that (laughs) because They've put in the work, and now they're sure. touring, and now they're picking, you know. I mean, make, they're making rent with their, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, and um, to just say that, oh, yeah, I got, it says comic right on my Facebook page. Yeah. What do you want from me? I, I, I mean, that, that that's a joke. But, like, oh. to be a filmmaker, you know, you need to have a creative vision beyond just making people laugh. You basically have to be, like, a novelist. You have to get a ton of money. You have to uh, manage the egos of dozens of actors and stage professionals. And co-directors. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I, I would say that like in terms of being successful in the arts, that's a much harder road than to be successful as a comedian. Um, <clears throat> but I think comedy's harder. I did make a film, and it was hard. It took a year and a half. Mm-hmm. It was a short. It what was, was only, the film? It's only 12 and a half What's minutes. What's the... Tell us. It's tell called, us about this. It's called Symmetry. Okay. What, it how'd you shoot out, it? It came out in 1991. It was shot on black and white, but we used a sepia tone from Kodak 
uh, number 7222. Like, like Super 8? or No, 16 mil. Okay. And, it had, and we used a Bolex camera like they used in Vietnam. It's mm-hmm. the same, basically the same thing. Probably, that camera probably had been in Vietnam. And but it still worked, and and um, we got it loaded up, and and we would buy rolls of film. You know, whenever we had enough cash, and you, back then you could buy a roll of film, and you could you know sixteen mil, and get that um, get that into your Bolex, and you're making movies. And so I had a short story that I'd written. It had gotten uh, an award, and it had been published, and so we made that into a. Uh, it was called Symmetry, and it was just a. Just a really gloomy Seattle move, you know. It's like very gloomy. What was the symmetry? Um, a gal was uh, basically waiting for the pills to take effect. Okay. And she was at a restaurant that had a round table and two round ashtrays, and she was during her final moments. She was just trying to achieve a symmetry with the ashtrays. Okay. And that was the that was really the whole poignant thing of the and, and and she was just tripping out more and more as the and and then uh did a face plant into the table and then and then we we showed her spirit going up into the air into the uh above the city because we got into a helicopter and we shot from a helicopter again you could rent a helicopter for 75 bucks back then you know for half you know we talked him into doing a a, a quick trip you know yeah, like a 15 yeah. minute trip and uh, so the sh- the footage was actually shot from a helicopter. You know, I yeah, I w- I was uh, co-director. That's why I say it. my co-director and I didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. <laughs> we we had many bad dust ups, but um, I don't want to talk bad about anybody. So, uh, but yeah, that's called symmetry, and it won uh, the Milwaukee Short Film Festival of 1991 or something. Wow, like that. It, yeah, all right, it's impressive. That is impressive. Because they, they were into the gloomy stuff there, too. There's, like, some places where... <laughs> Sister cities. Like, can we get the gloomy just right? Can we please get the gloomy just so... Instead of grunge, they've got cheese. And uh, That's their grunge. And long, dark, cold winters. That's true. Um, but, no, I'm, I'm, um, I'm bragging a little bit because this is my very second podcast... And I, what was your first <laughs> one? Yeah, what was the first one? I'm yeah, shameless self promotion. Now I'm new to this. Um, it was it was um, Noah Rubin. Ah, okay. yes, the Dino Dad podcast. The Dino Dad podcast. Yeah, I got to be on. I never got to see it. The Dino Pod Dadcast. Is it out there on the? I don't know if he ever published it. I don't. I yeah. I kind of went into the ether. I don't know if it. Sure, sure. But um, yeah, you know. Uh, it's a new time, and you got to be able to put on a lot of different hats. Luckily, that's my main job anyway. I'm always putting on different hats. Every so what, like a day. like a bowler? Yeah, like a like a like a, like a, a fedora, cap? Like, a, like a fedora <laughs> and a little beanie with a little propeller. Got a double beer helmet. Put that right in a pork pie, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> he would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'd be a good yeah, look for him. Uh, Grow like a soul patch. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had a soul patch. Soul patch, pork pie, yeah. and long hair. Ooh, long buddy. hair, maybe like a bowler shirt. Yeah. Bowler yeah. shirt. Show up to the now. Set. We're just describing Guy Fieri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just describing like the everyman at a swingers party. 
so I had a topic. I just it's not it's not like near and dear to my heart okay. exactly, but um, I was wanted to confer with you guys because it's a guy thing. Yeah, this, lay is it on ra- us. this is Rat City Jerks. Yeah, Rat City Jerks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. So we, yeah. Okay. This will be perfect then. Um, <laughs> no. So um, I'm I'm hoping to date. Okay. I'm not dating yet. Okay. It's like officially not. This yet, is exciting. But I'm like I okay. want to. But okay. So one of the things I realized is my mortal um, hesitation is in that um, uh, the back hair. So I had so I was like, okay, I want to shave my back hair. Okay. And so what I did was I got a broken off antenna that telescoped, <laughs> and I duct taped a, a single blade razor to that. Sure. Okay. And then I tried to see because I got these mirrors in my bathroom. They're not they're not opposing, but they're kind of like you can work them a little bit so you yeah, can yeah. kind of see what's going on. And I just tore my back to shit. Yeah, I bet. So, so the point is, <laughs> if if a gal were to date me, the one thing I would want her to be able to be on board with is uh, helping me shave my back. Oh, there, that but is like, not a problem. Like, there's plenty of women like, out there who would love to wax your back for you. Well, no, I, yeah, but I think shaving, I, the waxing... That, Look, if you want to, you like, got to give like, a little to get a little. You know what I mean? Well, it's not a little when it's waxing. It's it's the full. Yeah, but I'm you got to make it. So, you got to so make it enjoyable for they, them. They they make products that are specifically designed to shave back hair, like what you jury rigged uh, yourself. They make one that is, it's like a back scratcher, but it's got razor blades on it wow and but still same problem it's razor the operative word is they're, razor they're, blade. They're, no guarded you, you can clearly shave your face yes yeah thank you. that that's that's got a, a lovely laser. shave it, it it's, it's a long I mean, you, you might razor. nick yourself a little bit uh but actually, these are designed to shave your back actually yeah why didn't you just duct tape a safety razor to the antenna it it just didn't cut okay the, you know yeah so that's what I'm saying. So, like, when do you, okay, like, at the first date while we're having dinner, you know, it's like, could you, like, where do you stand on the shaving of, of the back hair? I guess we, dinner we gotta, would, dinner, okay. We got to set, some, enough, we gotta set some parameters here first. Right. Okay. Uh, how long have you been single? Uh, almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. How hairy is your back? Very. On a scale of 1 to 10. It's a seven. A seven. It's a solid. What's, okay. what's, a, what's a ten for you? Um, I yeah, it's like a like a furry mat. Is uh, is, is your back as hairy as my front? Um, <laughs> your front is hairier down that center. Gotcha. Uh-huh. In my back, but the okay. rest of it is about the same. Okay. And in terms of coverage, is it full back coverage that you have? That's the thing. It is. Okay. I can shave my shoulders. Here's the other thing. Why so do you're you like full silverback. Why do you want to get rid of it? I so I guess because I think of it. I think. <clears throat> I think this, I'm. I think I'm hanging on to my youth or something. I like. Okay. I don't. So you're, don't you're like self-conscious it. about it, and you're projecting your self-consciousness about your back hair onto a theoretical partner. Right. You need to. Yes. There, yeah. That's exactly there, what you're yeah. doing. There are plenty yeah. of women out there who would love a hairy-backed man. I I promise you, they want it. That's what they're looking for. 
I have a hard time believing that. Why do so, I have a hard time? So, okay, so, like, so Dwayne, yeah. uh, how, how old are you, man? I'm really old. You're really old? I'm and so old that I don't want to say how old I am. That's, and, and you I say mean, you've been out of the game for what, 10 years? Four years? What, what did you say? Yeah, Sorry. Ten, ten years. So years, yeah. The, the, the women in your dating pool, back hair is not going to be a deal breaker right. for them. And there's going to be plenty of women that want that, too. Yeah. Lots of women like hairy guys. Yeah. Okay. My girlfriend, she loves body hair. Well, bully for you, then. Well, I mean, no, I'm saying, like, <laughs> you have, you see how it's sensitive for me, because you have one, and I have not well, for but then, many, then I've then I also looking. had women be repulsed by my body hair. Ah, see, and that's so what I, that's the people, what I don't The people want. that you're going to vibe with, Won't that's care. not going to be a deal breaker for okay. them. Okay, okay. Well, here's the other thing. You don't come off as a hairy man at all. No, I would not have guessed yeah. that. You don't have a hairy guy vibe. Well, thank you. Yeah. I do, uh, you know, I will, do. Will, will, will you show us your back? <laughs> yeah, can we, can we see, <laughs> see your back? Can we, can we see, see what, what you're working, working with? <clears throat> this is okay. what the Rain City Jerks was okay, built for. Okay, no, no filming. No filming. Okay. He's taking his shirt off. All right. Okay, the big reveal coming. Oh, come on. Oh, dude, your back's not even hairy. It's nothing. Get the fuck out of here. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's just like a regular amount of normal. Yeah. That's just, that's like. No, dude, you're fine. Yeah. Like I if, if, that, if that's your biggest worry, you're, you're, you're going to breeze through this dating pool thing. I'm, I thought you were talking uh, like full I'm, Robin Williams. I'm pleasantly, uh, <clears throat> I'm pleasantly uh, was, was this relieved. Your, was this your game the whole time? <laughs> your evaluation was so to play with our emotions. Um, Is but more to me, well, maybe it, maybe it's the way it looks in my mirrors, right? Because I have this. I think it's the this, way it looks in the mirrors of your mind, man. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Touche. Um. <laughs> Where are you? Are you? Are you using the apps to date women? Are you trying to like? Yeah, what are you doing? Are you trying? Well, remember, to I'm not the I, scene. No, remember, I haven't officially started yet. Is it bad form I'm, to try and date one of your superees? My one of my uh, tenants at yeah. my building. Um, is that bad? It's not against any rules, I guess. You just but, can't give them special treatment. But then you have to see them all the time. That's the problem. Uh, but the convenience of it just right there. But you both have your own place. That was the last gal that I dated. Yeah. Was a gal at the building, but I wasn't manager then. Mm. I was just another tenant. Uh huh. And she lived at the farthest, farthest department oh, away. Perfect. And that was the thing she said all the time was, this is so freaking convenient. Yeah. Sure. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah. And and that was basically the basis of our relationship was just how convenient. Because you can take your own shower in your own right. shower. You know, right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and so that part was great. Um, but uh, we were we were not compatible at all. She was horrible. <laughs> you were she only geographically person. compatible. Yeah. <laughs> she, she and I had nothing in common. Was and, the sex good? Um, the sex was perfunctory. I mean, she would come. She would. <laughs> I love that she description. Would, she would come over, and her dress would drop, and she would assume the position. Okay. Because, and then after, she would be like, "I still hate talking to you." I'm like, I know. It's, I get it. Yeah. And after that, you're even less motivated to talk to her. <laughs> um, and that's so kind of, that's so, really hot, though. Like, that's just, like it, it was when I tell of, guy yeah. when I tell guys that 
their eyes get so big, they're like, whoa, dude. dude you're, well, are I you have to take girls out to that? dinner to get them to fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> no, just live near somebody. <clears throat> During um, COVID, I, I met someone on Tinder that lived down like four like four houses away from me on the same street. And it was great. It was convenient. A, it was super convenient. Oh, same kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, do you get nervous talking to women? Are you, you confident? I think I have my ups and downs. I have my good days okay. and bad days. I think um, I generally just I'm I'm really hypersensitive since the Me Too movement, and, okay. and I just sure. really want to I want to buy in. I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. If we're ever you know, okay. but I see so much um, uh, you know uh, resistance to that change that I'm like all right my next question is yeah, go ahead. what what age bracket are you trying to date in um i would date anyone between the ages of like 20 25 and 45 oh, okay that 20 year range anywhere anywhere in that range okay i would okay i mean sure. I, you know i think the older you go up that tree uh, the less me too shit you got to worry about. But I don't worry about it. I just. But I mean, like, you don't even have to like. You're. Okay, so 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 let's let me ask, a, let me ask you're you. You're not this. A, you're not a threatening person. Can, you know what I mean? can you tell when a woman wants to fuck you? I can tell when a woman is curious. Can you I can't can you tell okay, so, what I don't I wouldn't want to go there even if I thought I could tell I wouldn't want to save so, it so, on so, 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 so let so let's say like, you're out with a girl and you're enjoying the conversation okay do you know how you would take that conversation to the next do, level do, do you know how you would go about seeing if she wanted to kiss you um like maybe like maybe drop the check on the floor and then we both go for it and we bump our heads. Okay, okay. That's uh, points for creativity. Yeah. A, big, a big bowl of spaghetti and you both happen to be the both, same noodle. We both end up, end up with these giant goose eggs. Sure. And have to go to the hospital together. Yeah. Anyways. So, like... <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, I gotta clear my throat. Okay, That's there we cool. go. So what you want, what you want to be tuned into is what's called indicators of interest. Well, okay, this feels like you've um, you've read How to Succeed with Women that bla that book. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I mean, okay. there's there's okay. there, there there's, um, there's rules to the game, man. And, and you, if if if, and you, you if can read up on it, if you're if you're looking how to, to succeed with women, be successful in like meeting and dating and sleeping with a woman, uh, you need to be able to tell if she's into you, right? And like if she's sitting closer to you, if she's leaning in, if she is playing laughing with her at hair, you, if if she's interested conversationally then you can do something like let your leg lean against her leg or put your hand on her shoulder or put your hand on the small of her right, back right those those little physical things where you're not like going in for a kiss 
but you're seeing like, okay, if I touch my body to hers, you is, try and, you try is and, she recoiling in horror? You try and grab her pinky with your pinky. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like if she doesn't recoil, if she leans into it, then it's like, oh, okay, she is interested in that. And so that's how you tell if you can move forward. I would like and to if, point out that, Dwayne, you were f- formerly married at some point, and you had a... You're like you, you've been successful with women, right? Like you have a child. Like you, you know what you're doing yeah. to some degree. You know, you you, you have I, something to offer a partner. I have right. I have been out of the game so long, and I said this the other it day. It really hasn't changed I, that much. That I, I feel like I've re-virginificated myself. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And, and like and, e- even twenty, thirty years ago, y- you weren't raping anyone back then. No, no, and you're not. You're no, not. You're not, not going to be doing anything different now, right? Um, so, like, y- you were never part of the problem in that capacity. Okay, but there are gals that have been so traumatized that you lean in and you brush your leg, or you you physically, without some kind of like absolute green light, you could be. Uh, you generally, Helping that gal relive some horror story. You, re, you generally know that. That's what I took away from me, too. And so maybe it's a little so, extreme, but it seems safe. It seems you, like the right your, tact. Your, uh, your heart is in the right place right. here. But you're but looking at the extreme cases. If, if, if somebody is on a date with you, uh, they should probably be in a place mentally where they're okay with, like, entry-level flirtation. Right, that's what you're both there like, for. Like, if you jump on them and start trying to stick your tongue in their mouth, yeah, that, that could re-traumatize someone or traumatize them for the first time, but but <laughs> you don't you don't strike me as the kind of guy to do that. All right, what is your ideal... Like, all right, you, let's, let's say Dwayne gets uh, on, on Tinder. Sure. And you're you're meeting some people on there. I, I think, okay. I think you might be more so of I, okay I don't even know guy. how that works. So you have to swipe left... Swipe right. Swipe right. Swipe right if you like them. Swipe yeah. left okay. if you don't okay. like them. And so, let, <clears throat> well, there I'm caught up on the tech. Easy. Uh, what What does a first date with you look like? Like, what are you gonna do? Um, there's a little Cuban place that's got really great uh, Cuban sandwiches. So it would be a lunch. Which one? It would be a lunch. It's um, lunch is good. That's classic. It's right. Classy it's mode. right there. Uh, it's. Um, is it Paseo? It's. No, it's Cubanito. It's okay. right there on 75th where, where the freeway entrance is. Yeah, yeah. That has That's a little Cuban place. Uh, like if you out. don't get on the freeway, you take a right instead. Mm-hmm. It splits you. It puts you right there. That's that. I know the guy. I, I was there the first day he opened. And uh, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Uh, Lupin. Shout out to Cubanito. Yeah, Cubanito's awesome. So I would I would go there, mm-hmm. and we'd have a great lunch, and then we would walk down to Green Lake, and we would just walk and talk. That okay. Would, that would yeah, be, that's yeah. great. There that are so it. many women that would love to do that with you. They might be a little bit older than 45. 45 might be, you might be in the 35, starting in the 35 range. I'm just okay. going to say. Okay. Just like, that might be your yeah. low end. No, I'm not hurt by that. Okay. It doesn't hurt me. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fair. Uh, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. I I know. Uh, I'm just saying my rules don't sure start sure. If, if, my if, it role, comes, if it comes my your role, way, you're not going to turn it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And and are you looking that, for like a serious relationship? Uh. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. You, would, yeah. Would it be uh, because, better if they had kids of their own, or no kids, or no preference? I I could go either way. I could go okay. either way. Um, you know, fur babies sometimes are more problems sure. than than the actual sure. babies. Yeah. Sometimes they're very territorial. Dwayne, you're at catch. I'm telling you, you could, you could, you could, you could get out there. You just gotta. Uh, I gotta get out there. Yeah. Let's just try it. Just yeah. put, just put my toe in. Just, just test the water. Yeah. And one thing that you should do if you're gonna start dating again, start working out. Working out more. Start yeah. working out for working your out. for your own out. confidence. Yeah. yeah. That's it, what that's yeah, that's sure. what it is. Sure. Yeah. Pushing weights and all this. Stuff. I saw mm-hmm. I saw the glistening uh, Jack Slattery earlier. <laughs> that's, that's some fitspo right was, there. Was, yeah. Uh, you know. Right, um, covering covering all the bases. I know you're looking at this pelt also. <laughs> uh, now you guys are nice to uh, be nice to me. You know, you know, I don't have very many human interactions. <laughs> I got, I used to have a cat, and she died. So I'm like, I got. I mean, I got my son, and uh, I talk to my mom on the phone every now and then. I mean, I'm like. I'm an apartment manager, so I don't have to be in the middle of everything. Sure. I'm the guy that just takes care of stuff. Right. And, you know, uh, make sure the the rent gets to the, the people upstairs. You know, I mean, that's, How that's often a pretty are you good going gig. Out? People are jealous of that. You should. But- you sh- All right. Here's my advice for you. Okay. It's going to require a little bit of research, a little bit of thought. But, All right. you know, in any sort of mystic practice, you got it's what you put in is what you get out. Certainly. And so you got to do the research. You got to figure out where you got to find an an event that you would like to go to that you're going for yourself, but you're also going to meet new people, something different, like a paint, a paint night, a sip and paint night kind of thing, or like a something where there's going to be single women within your, your range of relative age group. Sure. Your, your sphere of attraction and, then you just use your comedic skills and your charming nature and you just like start talking to somebody. And then at the end of it, you're like, Hey, you want to go get a cup of coffee tomorrow or something like going to get your number, something like that. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Do you like to shave men's backs? <laughs> I mean, if you, you feel like you could fit that into a <laughs> conversation, you're closer you, to finding someone you, that you're, you're uh, actually happy with. Uh, nah, with the back thing, you, you got to spring the back thing on them. But while well, after you already get them, right? The truth is I've had, I you gonna be like you ever wax a man's back before? Uh, yeah, I, um, you know, I had my cat for a long time, and and I'm just like, I think if I had a girlfriend, I would pet her a lot. Like sure. I would pet her head, like her head. Uh-huh. Yeah, they I love just it. Because one of the main features. Yeah, I would just be petting. Uh, you know, not talking about any particular kind of petting, just the kind where you, you know, the same way you pet your cat. Uh huh. Have you considered um, getting another cat? <laughs> I feel like that would um, <clears throat> that would prolong my reverginification. Mm. If I were to get a cat, then I'd be settling back into that mode. Is the goal and to get just laid, or is the goal companionship? Companionship. 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 Yep. Okay. The goal. A lot of, a lot of goal, people want that, man. Yeah, I'm a telling you. I'm telling you, you, you. You just got to put yourself in the right place at the right time. Do this mystic shit that you do, and put yourself in the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. and they will they'll flock to you. Well, I I appreciate that, and I will tell you about the the prayer that I do. <clears throat> I watch and observe. Well, what's happened? I did a whole hour of chanting that morning, and mm-hmm. whatever it was, and I chanted, you know. Blah blah blah, girlfriend. Blah blah blah. You could do, you can chant for desires in this particular kind, which is great. 
So, uh, and then I would observe. And every once in a while, it was like, oh, uh, some gal would take an extra few minutes to just visit and chat with me. Sure. Like yeah. that day, the same day that I did my, yeah. you know. So um, I got a lot of other things on, on my plate. I got a lot of responsibility. You know, I got a son. Right. And he's autistic, and so we're working through getting him his first job. Okay. You know, stuff. there's stuff. Right. Like, but that's for everybody. So I figure, yeah, I mean, I don't put so much pressure on myself, but maybe that's because I'm older. Maybe my hormones have calmed down just a little bit from when I was, you know, always sure. on the hunt or yeah, always, right. on, you, know, trying right. to, you know, trying to... M- on the make that's, that's right. what they used to call it on the make you're on the make you're out you're on the make you're you know catting around you're look you know i mean i feel like maybe i'm supposed to do that but it just doesn't it just doesn't suit my personality as no, well. no and you're you know, suppo- your 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 desires should change as you get older and i think that what you said about wanting companionship is really kind of spot I mean is that on. corny it no, is but no it's, it's not corny at all but it's, yeah, it's not corny even a little you're supposed it, to want sex less as you get older um that doesn't mean you don't want it zero but just yeah like yeah. you said your priorities change well my priorities are to you know not have my building condemned because a suv drives into someone's living room not to have my beautiful old truck destroyed, and I've been just protected just enough so far that I keep coming back to the gratitude. Sure. Like, I could be, fuck me, I need to get laid so bad, and just have that, you know, just all, you know, that could be in my head so easy, and instead I'm like, oh man, I just didn't, I didn't die today. I did not die today. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh and then when I do die someday, hopefully that'll be, like, just perfect. It'll be like, oh, I died today. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we getting there? Is that... Yeah, I mean... We're, get, we're getting down to the the final sign-off time. So, um, Rain City Jerks, everybody, right? You got Am it. I right? Yeah. <laughs> this has been uh, really great. I've been Dwayne yeah, Wright. Man, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, love to have you back. And Jay Markowitz and Jack Slattery. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks. City Jerks out.